Hey guys, welcome back to You Chat Too Much. This is episode 10. This is our last episode of the season. And at the end of this uh, episode, we'll tell you a little bit about what we have planned for our future seasons. We have Madge back in the fold. Madge, how are you? How's your week been? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Um, week's been all right. Second week of school, starting to get back into a routine now. Um, and... Um, yeah, I went for my first couple of dinings this week, which is strange, but at least it's, it's it's funny how quick you forget how bad things were before, you know? Um, at least it kind of brings back some sort of normality, but yeah. Well, good. How about you? Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm the same. I, I need I need a routine. I need order. So being able to you know, get back to school and get back kind of like into a routine for me is really good. And and then I've, I've things are starting to move in the right direction. There's rumours flying around and potential that, you know, uh, the beach and other places will start opening up soon. So things like that are really positive. Um, lots of, hopefully, lots of good news on the horizon. So today we have three guests and those three guests are going to help us review our very first season of the podcast we thought it'd be really nice to get some other people on that haven't been on the podcast but are hopefully going to be on um, in season two and they're going to review and reflect with us and answer some questions and we will do our own little segment towards the end so enjoy So our next guest is Nick. Hi, Nick. How are you? I am good, thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me on here. No worries, no worries. So do you want to start by telling people a little bit about you and, and uh, kind of how you know me and Madge? Yeah, sure. Uh, we met in Malaysia. Uh, I was working there for seven years, uh, did my sin. I just left this summer, moved to Abu Dhabi, whole new adventure. Uh, and then before that, I was in Manchester, but me and Joe played a lot of golf together and then I also played football with both of you uh, for BHC. Nice work, nice work. Cliff, so, Cliff would yeah. be happy with that mention, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, just thanks for coming on um, and uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know it's, well, what time is it now there? Uh, 4.30, we just finished work. Oh, nice. So thanks for fitness in. Um, we wanted to kind of get you on to, to give you a little bit of a, a chance to talk about our podcast and, uh, and see whether you could help review us a little bit in our last episode of this season. So I'm going to start off with a question, first of all. Um, what were your thoughts about the podcast in general? Yeah, I really enjoyed them, actually. I'm not really much of a, a podcast guy, but obviously with all the, uh, the shout-outs you're giving on your uh, instagram feed i thought i better check it out but uh, i thought i just i i found it really interesting just because i think we're all quite like-minded people and uh just listening to the experiences you know it really made me think about my experiences and i've related a lot to both of you and all your guests and uh even like not only just teachers but like when cliff was talking about like was it happiness or something was it happiness his episode and yeah. you know just that sort of expat life i thought it was really interesting just how similar our experiences have been and how different they are. So, uh, yeah, just really open your mind to different people, different backgrounds, and actually how much in common we all have. So before we move on to the next question, where are you in terms of the happiness scale? Are you more about the work-life balance without getting into too, too deep work-life balance? Are you more like Cliff, where he's all about working hard and trying to a destination? Are you in the middle like Joe's always in the middle? I, th I think I think what was really interesting. I can't remember. I think it was both of you had that sort. Of, was it a three circle thing? Yeah. You were talking yeah. About and uh, in Malaysia, I, I felt like I had everything, uh, and you know, I, I'm really tough to leave. Uh, and you know, work life balance is great. Uh, I was sort of on a good career path, but I think I moved really because of the family. I can't think it was your you, Matt, wasn't it? You said you got a family circle, and I think that's really why I moved. Uh, we're just to get a bit closer to family, have, be able to get home easier. Uh, so, you know, for me at the moment, it's just work-life balance and, you know, getting that balance with the family more. Okay, cool. So out of all the episodes that you listened to, what which episode have you enjoyed the most and why? Uh, oh, that's a tough question. 
I think probably like the living of the first one and the sort of happiness one. I thought that one, those were really interesting for me just because uh, I think coming out, going abroad was very, very, I think we all said, well, was, I think someone said, everyone said, oh, you're so brave for doing it. And I never felt brave. And I think a couple of you said you didn't, you didn't feel brave. And it was just something we just did and off the cuff. And so it, it was interesting to see that we all, and that's similar sort of mindset, even though I never planned to come abroad, it just sort of happened. But I guess it's just that similar sort of personalities which come out abroad. Yeah. And what about um you there was there was um an episode, I think it was Culture and Identity. I think that's the first time I knew that you were listening to it because you were messaging me while you were listening to it. And uh, it was like we were doing the first section about um culture and identity and how it how it shapes us. And then you message me, oh, have you heard about this thing called Third Culture Kids? And then like five minutes later, you're like, oh, you already mentioned it. But you you, you made me actually think about something um, quite deeply. And I spoke to Joe about this, is that you actually consider yourself as a third culture kid. And then you said to me, you asked me if I did. And I said, no. And even though we have very similar upbringings, don't we? I mean, you, you have an Indian Indian descent, a Pakistani descent, both born in, uh, in the UK. Um, but then... Yeah, when you when you considered that, and then I was like, well, maybe I am, and then you sent me a definition um, of that. You want to explore? Uh, you want to explain that a little bit more? Yeah, sure. I mean, I I started reading the book uh, Third Culture Kids, and it was really interesting. It was just part of some CPD uh, I decided to do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when I said to you, do you don't you you I think you said you you never consider yourself a third culture kid, and uh, you know the definition of a third culture kid is someone who is raised in the culture. Other, well, uh, raising a culture outside their country and nationality or raising a culture other than their parents. And uh, I think that's the reason why I, I was surprised you didn't consider yourself a third culture kid. Uh, because, and actually, I, I'd never even heard of the term before I read the book. But just reading that book, just just every few chapters, I thought, oh, that, that, I, that really sounds like me. And just a lot of things in there, which I really related to, just because uh, my mum grew up in India and Kenya, uh, and my dad was born in, in Ireland, lived most of his life in Manchester. But I think just that growing up with that sort of Indian background, but being in the UK, uh, I could definitely relate to a lot of things in that book. And uh, I think I talked to you about, you know, when you said, oh, I don't think I'm a third culture kid. I thought, well, you know, there is probably a scale and we're, we're probably at the lower end of the scale. Uh, but, you know, by definition, we both are third culture kids. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whether that's, there are positives and there are negatives, just like anything in the world. Uh, but yeah, it was something which was really interesting that uh, you, when you said, you actually, the actual worst to me, I think, were, oh, you don't consider yourself British. I was like, no, I'm de definitely British. And I consider myself British. But actually, what I don't relate to is a lot of uh, my Indian background. And yeah. like, I've got a lot of friends in the similar boat to me. And, you know, when India are playing England in the cricket, they're all supporting India. I support England and I haven't been to India in 10 years, but I've got friends who go to India every year or every other year. And I don't have that drive to go back there because I don't relate to India as my home country. My home is England, but I do have that Indian heritage, which I'm very proud of, but I don't consider myself Indian. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, uh, you, made me, you made me think about that. Next day I went to John and, and I... And I spoke to him about it, and I was like, maybe I am. I just never considered it. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing as well. We we've kind of known that term or learned that term from being from uh, from like traveling and and knowing people who have kids abroad. Um, and it's and it's just interesting how maybe we've never really thought about the people that maybe are you know brought up in different countries, but maybe their parents are from a different country yeah. or you know. It's, it's things that you don't really think about at the time. Um, do you think that was the one episode where it kind of made you pause and think, or was there any other episodes that kind of made you think a bit differently about the topics? Uh, I thought I thought the race, culture, and identity ones were. I think that was probably the culture and identity one, but the race one as well uh, was yeah. very interesting. And I think, as you said, you know, when sort of George Floyd uh, murder happened, it made everyone start talking about it a little bit and. Uh, you know, that really brought to the forefront. And I remember a friend of mine uh, said to me, we're just having a few drinks in the pub. And he's like, do you, do you think this white, there is actually white privilege? And I was like, yeah, there definitely is white privilege. And he's like, oh, I've, I've never really, 
I've never really thought so. I'm like, well, that, that's because you're white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's, it's amazing that a lot of people, you know, don't realise it. Uh, you know, and I definitely have expat privileges when, you know, when I was in Malaysia and probably even here. Uh, and, you know, definitely that. But there's quite a few times, you know, quite a few times in Malaysia and in England where I've definitely been treated differently because I've been seen as a foreigner, not British. And then, you know, as soon as they realise you're British, it's a different story. Uh but you know there is you know that white privilege thing. I think has come to the forefront a lot, and you know just hearing you guys talk about it, and it is one of those topics where you you, you are a little bit reluctant to talk about it as people because you're like, oh, I don't know where this conversation could go. So it's good to hear you guys talk about it. Nick, I want to ask you a question because I think you're very similar to me, but I, I you might, I think you'll have had a have had a different experience. But have you ever found it difficult in terms of getting interviews and? going for jobs and working have you ever felt like the your race has been a disadvantage to you yeah actually, yeah i mean actually when you talked about it about getting interviews that really hit home with me because obviously i've just moved here mm. uh, and i sent off so many applications and uh there was even a couple of schools which we advertised and didn't even interview me and i was just going for a math teacher uh, which is a, it was, it was a demotion for me in a sense. But, you know, I was quite surprised not to get those interviews. Uh, and I was speaking to someone here about it and they said, you know, we get 200 plus applications uh, and we have to will those down quite quickly. And, you know, people can easily be missed. And, you know, why am I getting missed? You know, I've got yeah. seven years experience at a top international school. I mean, it might just be coincidence, but, yeah. you know, I, it could be because of my name. And then, you know, also I got to three interviews. I got all three jobs. So, you know, it, it can't be my CV. It can't be me. You know, it, it surely is a little bit how much you don't know. But, you know, I, I definitely do agree with you. It, there is a little barrier there. Yeah, I mean, I, in my previous school, I was involved in the recruitment process. Um, but I used to get the CVs funneled down from the, from the HR, the management. And I remember like the same, like they used to get loads of applicants, but anything that sounded local in, in Egypt or anything that sounded African, they just they just dismissed it straight away, you know, even though they didn't look into it. But I remember the the guy we actually uh, employed, he was a black guy with a, with an African, probably like an African originated African name, uh, but he was actually British. Um, and until you look deeper into the CV, you know, you don't really, you don't really know, dear. Interesting. My dad has said he was brought up. He was oh, sorry. My dad was brought up in Ireland, uh, and he was sort of a first generation, uh, born and bred in UK. And uh, he actually put in a middle name for himself. He was called Rahul, and he added a middle name Mark, uh, and he used Mark all the time. And one of the reasons he called me Nikhil was so I could just be called Nick, and sort of that normalisation into the British culture. Mm, yeah very interesting yeah that's that's interesting that is as well because your your dad's there actually preempting yeah. um the negative societal impact of like your name um but i i also do appreciate the fact that you know he hasn't just called you nick he's kept that heritage but he's then kind of left it up to you a little bit to to kind of decide that but i mean yeah i I think the what you said earlier, Nick, about that having those conversations. I think uh, I probably, I think, like I said in the episode, I think sometimes, like growing up, I was just kind of oblivious of a, of a lot of it, and and that comes down to like my background um, and maybe kind of like the environment I was brought up in. But I think traveling and and learning from people and speaking to people, I think it's so important to have the conversations. And I'm, I'm completely fine with guessing it wrong. And I think more people need to get it wrong. And, um, and I think how, when people get it wrong, it's about kind of like um, how to kind of act in that situation. Because I think it's very easy to like absolutely nail somebody when they say the wrong thing. And a lot of the time, I think there are, obviously there are scenarios when people are saying the wrong thing on purpose, but there will be times when they've just said the wrong thing and that, that will, you know, command with everything that we're talking about. So being think, able to kind of talk about it is really important. I think um, what people are, what people have to be comfortable with is that's a learning opportunity. Like I, you can generally see like if someone makes a mistake with me and they made the wrong presumption or they said something wrong, you can tell when someone's saying it with malice and someone said it like with innocence. And as long as that becomes a learning journey, like they, they've learned from that, then you know um 
that that's more important than anything in it. It helps it helps progress them and progress society. So Nick, um, in the future, like in the next season or maybe season beyond that, we're gonna we're gonna get you on. Has there been anything like that's topics that you've thought about that you'd like to be discussed on the pod or something that you might be interested in? Uh, you asked me this the other day, and I wasn't too sure. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure what I'd like to. Say. I'd love to come out on an episode and talk to you about something. I'm sure there's lots of things we could talk about. Uh, but yeah, I have a little think and uh, get back to you on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Man. I think I'd love to talk more about that. That kind of culture, identity, and race. I think there's loads more to talk about there. Um, yeah, definitely. Because I, I, I've not met anyone who's had a similar upbringing to me or similar like experiences to me and I think Nick is probably that person so it'll be interesting to find out a little bit more about you mate. yeah definitely I'm glad I didn't give away all my secrets tonight then (laughs) well thanks very much Nick we're gonna um, let you go and speak to a couple other guests and um, enjoy Abu Dhabi and uh, we miss you over here in Malaysia but I'm sure we'll catch up soon on the golf course cheers thanks Joe thanks much for having me no worries worries. Welcome back. Uh, We have two more guests on our podcast to help us review um, in episode 10. We've got two guests today, Claire and Grace. Hi, Claire. Hi, Joe. How's it going? Very good. And uh, hi, Grace. How are you? Hi, Joe. I'm very well, thanks. Are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. Um, Obviously, Madge is here as well. Madge, how are you doing today? Look at them, and they're on their best behaviour, poor girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing all right, man. All right. Good. All right. So, um, first of all, thanks for coming on the podcast and helping us uh, look back and reflect on our podcast episode so far. Um, We'll start off with Claire. Claire, do you want to tell us a little bit about you and how you know me and Madge and how you've come about here on on an evening recording a podcast? Sure, sure. So, I met Joe when I first um, moved to Malaysia. We joined at the same time, 2017, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've known and worked in the same school as Joe for four years. We're in our fifth year now, and met Madge, um, you know, at this at the same school. And I'm a primary school teacher, year four. Nice, thanks, Claire. Uh, Grace. Yeah, similar to Claire, really. I know you both uh, through school. Um, I get the the privilege of being in the same department as Joe and Majid, so I get to see their gorgeous faces on a daily basis. Um, yeah, that's that's me really. Oh, we can have Grace on again. Definitely. Yeah, yeah big she's, our, she's our favorite uh, favorite podcast guest so far. She's yeah. already up there, sucking, up, sucking up already. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what we what we want to kind of do and and why we've got guests on is we want to kind of look back and at some of the highlights from the podcast, some of, some of the topics that you've enjoyed and look back to maybe some episodes that made you um, think in a little bit more detail or, or stop and pause about some of the topics. So I'll start with you, Claire. Um, what, what were your thoughts about the podcast initially, your general thoughts when you started listening? So I thought, oh, Joe's on another podcast. I'll, I'll give it a <laughs> We'll see how we go. Give it a listen. <laughs> Um, but I love a podcast because I do my long cycles, my long runs or walks. Um, so I thought, you know, a new a new series to to listen to, and it was yeah, it was it was nice knowing who was speaking, not like a you know a random famous someone podcasters. So yeah, I just um, got just listened to you that way, and I've enjoyed the variety of topics and kind of yeah how open and honest you've both been and there's been quite a few moments where I was like oh that's exactly how I felt or you know things like that so and and ironically I was walking so I was home for the summer um and I was listening to episode one I believe and um I was walking around Waitrose doing my shopping and Madge was (laughs) Really oh, wait. We, got, we got another Waitrose crew here. <laughs> so I was just like enjoying my time listening to my podcast, listening to you guys on the podcast and, you know, the summer holidays. It's very good. I love it. Grace, are you similar or what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, similar to Claire in that it's really nice to hear a familiar fa- 
a familiar voice and a face on a podcast. Um, I, I, I was the same. I just really liked the variety in the, you know, in the range of topics that you've covered. Um, and also really nice to, to also familiarize with you guys. And cause we're kind of living with you guys like day to day at the moment. And, you know, we, we understand what you're going through in terms of like lockdowns and moving abroad and we're all experiencing the same sort of stuff. So it's really good to relate in, in that respect. Um, but agree with Claire, like great walking and running podcasts to kind of let your mind wander away. Um, yeah. So no, I've really enjoyed it. Nice. Um, I'll start with you then, Grace. What What do you think was your favourite episode so far? Oh, uh, there's a couple that I probably related with the most or was kind of the most thought provoking. Um, I'd probably say one of my favourites was the one with hope about friendships um, because I really like resonated with that, with kind of moving abroad and also being kind of a similar child to hope in that I lived the first kind of 10 years of my life, not in the same place. And I bounced around every like two to three years because my dad was in the RAF. So I kind of really resonated with her sort of saying, you know, um, how she kept up her friendships. And, mm. um, and for me, I kind of found that I am quite a good, quite a good person at making friends because I think I've moved around a lot as a child and I always had to make new friends every two or three years. So I've been quite social um, yeah. and kind of just get used to, to meeting new people. So that was one that kind of really resonated with me. Yeah, it's cool. I think, uh, I think that um, we had Nick on as well and Nick was again talking about that idea of like third culture kids and even that idea of like, even I'm sure within the UK where you're constantly moving, it's like you, you don't quite feel like you have like a base, like whether you're from up north or your mum's from this place in the east, like from Yorkshire and you're from here or you're living in Blackpool. Again, I suppose you'd find, find it different to, uh, to find, wouldn't you? So now what was interesting, uh, Grace, just to elaborate a little bit more, was that you were, you were back in the UK when you listened to that episode and then you sent me like, what you love to do, several voice notes. They're about 30 minute longs each. But uh, you were saying how, like, this time around when you went back, how you noticed a lot of things about your friendships. You want to elaborate a little bit yeah, about that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I think I haven't been home in two years. Um, so it was kind of refreshing and also a bit strange to go back. Um, refreshing in that you kind of pick up those relationships and they're still there those friendships that you you know from school or college or university or wherever I've picked up friends from along the way um, but I sort of said to Majid like it kind of feels different because your conversations are more about things that maybe have happened in the past or things that you kind of um, familiarize with together um, so it might be memories or things you've lived but it's very it's not present things. So you're not talking about, you know, what you're doing day to day, which I would have those conversations with you guys because I live mm. with you guys right now and we see each other day to day. Whereas those friends that are at home, I just felt like um, our lives are different. And, and I kind of said to Majid, I feel like I have grown and matured and changed. And so my, but my friends haven't seen that happen. So they still see me as maybe that person that they knew two or three years ago before I moved abroad. And so we talk about things that we used to talk about, whereas now I don't feel like they resonate as much or we don't have as much in common because I'm not living day to day with them. Whereas with you guys, I feel way closer because we're in the moment present together, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the, if you think about it, like you, there's a gap in there. So like there's a gap when you were in the UK and then now there's another phase of your life which they're not really involved in. So like now you're saying that like how us guys, me, Joe and Claire are more involved in your life right now because we're, we're right here in your face right now. Uh, unless, obviously, they follow on, you on social media and then there's things that you put up on there and then, obviously, but, yeah, you're, you're right. When I go back, it's just always talking about stuff that we did with, like, 15, 20 years ago. And, we, and it, every time I go back, it's the same sort of conversation. It's, and it gets a little bit boring, but it is what it is. I mean, at least those friendships, friendships are there. Claire, I'm coming to you next. Um, what was your favourite episode? Favourite episode? Oh, there was things in ev every episode, to be honest. Like, there was something in every episode, but I've got a memory like a fish, so I can't remember them all. But um, one of the first ones about culture and identity and race, 
Um, and just like listening to Madge talk about that and his experience um, just kind of made me stop and think. And just like with the recent movements and people I follow on Instagram and kind of books I've read has all kind of consolidated it. Um, just kind of like how privileged we are or I, I have been just to grow up British and white. And that's just luck. It's like kind of passport lottery luck. Um, and just, yeah, like the opportunities you get without, without even realizing. And um, it also, it reminded me of a story of when I, um, when I finished uni and I kind of wanted to travel, uh, work abroad. Um, and I came across, you know, the TEFL teaching. So me and my friend from uni, um, we like looked it up, saw, saw the quali qualifications we needed, which was um, native, native British speaker, a degree and a TEFL certificate. So we thought, brilliant, we can go traveling, we don't need to save up, like, you know, work abroad, TEFL teaching. Um, and then my brother's friend was over, um, I think he was from Luton, and he was, uh, yeah, super qualified. I think he was a qualified teacher at the time. Um, had the TEFL, was, uh, was brought up in England, was British, but he was like of Indian heritage, so he wasn't white British. And he just said flippantly, like, no, I can't do that because I'm not white. And that made me stop. And it kind of was what you guys were talking about on that podcast. And it just made me, I don't know, it just, it, it makes you feel a bit sad and a bit like the world isn't fair, but at the same time, um, just to, continue educating yourself with it and, and things because you can easily live in a bubble and I think we probably all have in our own bubbles um you know at university especially home friends like you grow up with the same kind of people and you don't know any different even at uni maybe you 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 know um go towards the same type of friends you've always known and it it takes something maybe like that to make you realize and I don't know I just found it really really interesting um yeah, so that kind of, that was one of my big takeaways from the podcast. Go on, Grace. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Claire. Like, I found it the same. And I think the fact that, like, we were brought up in the UK and it's such a multicultural society, you almost, like, don't really realise it. Because the, the, yeah. the town that I live in is quite diverse and there's definitely areas that have like higher Asian po uh, populations and there's like a black like area where they, they all tend to live and you just kind of get on with it and I was sort of saying to Madge um, when that podcast came out I definitely reflected on it because he mm -hmm. sort of said and and I do this myself so I felt quite bad he um that where are you, when, from? you know you know when you ask like where someone's from and I was like, Madge, I've asked you where you're from before. And then I've gone further and said, oh, like, what's your heritage? Like, what's your background? And then when he said on the podcast about kind of like asking, but then, you know, that kind of puts somebody in a box and puts them in a category. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was, I felt awful. I was like, oh God, like I've probably asked that to Madge, but not in like a, a putting someone in a box way. I, I just find it curious. And I'm like, oh, I'm really curious. Like, oh, yeah. like. I wonder if he's like from India or is he from Pakistan, like not in a, because I've just grown up around like loads of like multicultural uh, people from all over the world. I'm just always interested, like what people's backgrounds are. So it was really interesting when he said, you know, I don't tend to ask someone where they're from anymore. I'll just talk normally to them. Mm -hmm. So now I'm kind of like, that is very true. Like maybe I shouldn't always just ask heritage. Mm. Yeah, I mean, don't like, I remember you messaging me about that. You felt really guilty about it. And I was like, <laughs> that's not, that's exactly the last thing I want you to do. And I remember, I know Claire said a similar thing to Joe as well, because he told me about the conversation and how just like, you're just interested in where people are from. Mm. But it's not, it's not, I'm not saying that, that people have bad intentions or anything like that. I just think if you really, really reflect on it, and maybe it isn't for you guys, I'm just thinking from my own point of view and being a person like Hope was, for example, and Nick is another person, example, and Eben, who's been on the podcast, they've all kind of experienced the same thing in that maybe it's just our point of view of being asked it all the time. And maybe when we're in a group of people, um, let's say if I'm in, if with a group of people who are white, I'm the one who's going to get asked. Like I'll give you an example the other day, Joe, we went to get a haircut around your house. That barber never asked you to where you're from. He asked me straight away when I was sat in the chair. Mm -hmm. And um, so he was like, oh, you're from the UK? I was like, yeah, but then you could tell he was an app and then I had to tell him my parents are Pakistan, that's what I always do. 
but the, the the idea is that something that I've kind of been working on myself is trying to not make judgments and it's just like reflecting on my own questions like why do I ask this question what's the point of me asking this question and it's like it happens subconsciously like you don't think about it so without then like for example if I was to ask where someone's from and they're from down south I would have a perception of them being down south they're probably better off than me they've had a better upbringing than me I don't ask that question for that for that reason but automatically I'm presuming that and it's like same with when I talked about talking to Eben in, in the in that episode about uh, I just presumed that he had a he had a very tough story with when it came to racism and I just grew up thinking that anyone who's brown or black has all had racism and had experienced racism so it's just more about like trying not to be judgmental and it's just more of you to reflect like don't feel guilty by it. I know it comes from a good place but if you still feel that I mean it's coming from a good place and you're doing it for the right reason then you carry on but yeah I think I think that's the point that we made and we have made a few times is like having the conversation is way better than mm. one ignoring it or two like um kind of living in fear and walking on eggshells and then potentially saying something which is like even worse just because you've like not actually had that conversation. And I think if you go in with the right intentions and, and you're very open and honest about it, like, you know, I, I think it would be hard not to. I think, and, um, uh, oh, Jesus, I just forgotten his name. Emmanuel um, said this as well. Acho said this as well. It's like, um, somebody was questioning him being like, um, I have a black friend, like how, and it was this white person saying, I have a black friend, like, how do I approach them to ask them about Black Lives Matter? And he was like, well, you know, just because he's black doesn't mean he's like just this fountain, fountain of knowledge. And he doesn't want to be like, just constantly asked about it because like, he might not have those views. He might not have it right in his head. So it's, it's again, it's like you've, you've just got to go into those conversations with that same expectation that you would have with like having other conversations as well. And they come with, they come with, um, you know, a lot of intention, a lot of emotion, and you've just got to kind of be careful with them. But it's better to have the conversation than not. Yeah, I was just going to say the same. Um, what what you were saying, well, you guys have both said throughout the podcast, which kind of stuck with me, is it's so easy to like have your head in the sand and not ask the questions. But like, it's a running joke with my uni friends. I'm always asking questions, normally stupid questions, but, and I, I think you're similar, Grace, not with the stupid questions, but you will ask questions like yeah. to get to know people and you know, maybe not so much the, the more difficult questions, but I do feel like it's something that we all should be, you know, educating ourselves on and just talking to people. And nine times out of 10, people will, will want you to ask those questions um, or, you know, be happy to answer them, I should say, rather than talking about it, I don't know, hiding behind it. So that stuck with me to like, yeah, just to ask the questions, not build it up, just, if you're if you're curious about something just just kind of ask in a respectful way but of course there is some you know you've got to be consider considerate yeah for sure i think um both of you kind of gone into our next question but i'll just ask you if there was anything else that made you because you talked about cultural identity and um um and race as well and like yeah you reflected on your own questions and journeys and stuff but was there anything else in the podcast any, any of the episodes that made you pause or make you think differently about anything else or have you kind of covered it? Um, I probably, I think we've covered a lot of it, but I, the, the bit about um, like identity since moving abroad was quite a big one. Like I know your first podcast was about living abroad and kind of how people view you living abroad, um, like how your friends back home might see you on Instagram or see you on Facebook. And, you know, that's not, always real life like you always just show the best <laughs> the best on Instagram and Facebook but we have been through a lot together and obviously this has been a bit of a, a shocking year to be honest um but yeah how uh, how they kind of perceive me um 
back home is an interesting one that I would be interested to find out. Um, but I think kind of you guys covered it on that first podcast about, you know, moving abroad and, and your friendships and, and how your own identities change. And I definitely resonate with that. How about you, Claire? Yeah, definitely. The um, kind of touching on what you were saying before about because the 18 months of COVID and you're in this situation together, um, so of course, naturally, you you form those really strong friendships because you are you don't have family over here. You kind of got to rely on each other. Like Grace, we were in a bubble during lockdown one, and you know it just yeah that that was a that was a very um, and Madge, how you when you talked about it, I think it was on one of the first first episodes, and you were like really honest about it. I think Malaysia had gone into. And after 18 months, another strict lockdown this summer and me, Joe and Grace and, you know, lots of other teachers had gone back to the UK. And I just kind of really appreciated hearing it for what it was. Do you know what I mean? Like not sugarcoating it. Like sometimes you've just got to say it as it is. And it has been really hard and especially with mental health and just like practical things that we all know, you know, we all know help like make sure you're not set out a screen all day, try and go for a walk, try and eat healthy. We know all that, but sometimes the best will in the world, you are having a bad day. So just to be able to reach out to good friends and especially those who are in the situation, you know, the same kind of situation. Um, yeah, I just, I thought that was really good to, to hear that because of course we have all been like that up and down and it's sometimes you can try and be so positive and add actually you just need to like have a cry or have a real moan you know yeah I think it's really good I like both your answers I think um I think there's some good good points being made the last thing I wanted to ask before we finish is um is was there anything or is there anything that you would like us to uh either address again in more detail or or touch on that we maybe haven't spoken about um I wrote down a couple of things um because <laughs> I wasn't really sure. Um, and you guys have asked me before, oh, if you had a subject, what would it be? And I just don't know. <laughs> um, but a lot of people, when they think of me, and actually I'd like to hear your guys' perceptions on this. So this could be a good idea for a podcast, but about um, people perceive me as being really positive. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I'd, you know, it'd be good to hear your views on positivity and how that impacts your life and mm. um and like what Claire was saying you know about you know you can't always be positive so what do you do when you feel like you can't be positive um and what positive being positive um and how that can impact your your mental health and your mental state um yeah that would probably be a topic that I'd like to hear all right I'll tell you what I think about it straight away um <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I know I know Joe's uh, partner, Sarah, is also a very positive person. So I would say both Grace and Sarah are very, very positive people who I, who I have in my life. And I, I think um, I really appreciate them. Like, I think you need those people in your life because I'm not, I would not say I'm a positive person, like with my actions or probably even you can tell by my voice, I'm not like always up for it sort of thing. But I am like once you get talking to me and stuff. But uh, I always have this. I always have this feeling or thinking, and I said this to Joe that the positive people—they're always positive in front of us. They always need to be positive because we need those people. But do they just go home and just like have a massive moan to their partners and just like not be positive? Like, there's got to be a time and a place to like just release all the crap and nonsense. I mean, you can't be positive all that time. So I, I I'm interested in to see how that impacts you because I don't think it's fair. I also think there's sometimes is a pressure on you to be positive all the time. Um, so I'm very interested to see how you kind of deal with that and who is the positive people in your life. Cause obviously I'm one of them, obviously, but I mean, um, <laughs> how, how you get around that. Yeah, I, I agree, Madge. You are both very positive, but you just have to, to get to know you to kind of break down those walls. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think being a positive person or being seen as positive can be quite draining. So um yeah you uh you definitely come home and just need to like relax and and you know because sometimes when I've gone into work uh 
might have had like a not a great night's sleep or you know I don't know might just have had a bit of an emotional night before who knows what might have happened and then just might not be feeling up for work and if I'm not my usual bouncy self at work it always gets noticed mm-hmm. and then it's just like oh why do I have to explain myself to someone I'm just tired <laughs> um, so it definitely has an impact if um, if you kind of are perceived in a certain way and then you can't always live up to that standard. Yeah, nice one. Don't give too much to it anyway. Save, I it, won't. For, save it for the episode. <laughs> well, uh, what about you? Is there something that stands out that you'd like to talk about or you'd like to hear? Um, I don't know. I feel like you've covered the main topics. Of course, there's still, you know, endless topics. I quite like the idea of like goal setting and being successful, quotation marks. Mm. Um, maybe like drawing upon you know the episode with Cliff and happiness that was that kind of made me think like the journey the end result because as I think Madge said you you can you can get to the end result you can buy the so many houses you can run a sub whatever you're aiming for but there's always something else so what actually is happiness I think that could be and what makes somebody successful yeah Um, Yes. That point that you make there as well. Um, If you ever get the chance, there's a podcast called uh, High Performance, which Madge actually got me onto. Yeah. But Johnny Johnny Wilkinson talks about that, like completion of tasks. Mm. And he talks about, and and Madge, you might be able to quote it better, but he basically explains how, um, you know, kicking the drop goal and winning the World Cup was like the same as, um, running the dishwasher, loading it, washing running the dishes, it, and, washing and, the dishes, yeah. you know, and like just washing the dishes. He's like, it's it's just a task that I've done. I, I've achieved it, and I move on to the next one. And it's just how he's broken that down because he went for an absolute spiral after that World Cup because that's everything that he'd he'd wanted to achieve, and then he kind of got to that, and then you know, a few injuries and a few other things, he couldn't get any higher than what he did. Mm. So it's there's I think there would be loads more, and I'd love to um I'd love to kind of get somebody on that's maybe been in situations where they've reached what they perceived as like their goal, and then what happened next. Mm. That'd be really interesting. Yeah, I'd be interested to find out like because you, if you're constantly goal setting, you're always moving the bar. So mm-hmm. when when do you ever like have time to reflect and feel? grateful for what you have done because you get to one stage and it's okay I've got that goal it's always you're always chasing and then you're trying to get to the next goal at what point do you like stop and kind of reflect and enjoy the process or when when is when is enough enough you know so that'd be interesting to to learn more about that and definitely Claire I can't think of a better person to listen to a high performance podcast and you should you should be all over that honestly I will I've written so, down so many good episodes on there yeah it's very good Okay, so um, I just want to say thanks for coming on and, and thanks for um, helping us review some of our topics and, and thanks for listening. And um, hopefully we can keep doing some more and, and we'll get you on. I definitely, there's, there's so much to talk about related to positivity because yeah. um, with you, Grace, because I, I think we're both in that boat sometimes. And, um, and Claire as well, I think, I think there's loads that you can talk about and it would be great fun just to have you on the podcast. Definitely enjoyed it, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Mad, so it's down to us now to review what we thought about the season. So I'm going to start with the first question that we asked everybody is uh, what what episodes stood out to you as being one of your favourite and why? Um, What's been interesting is that when we've talked to Grace, Claire and uh, Nikhil is that there's some of the, my favourite episodes they mentioned quite a bit that they enjoyed listening. So I'd say like the two that I felt the like most personal or felt the most relief from, because I think it was a bit like therapy in the end, was um, mm-hmm. the culture and identity one um, and the friendship one. I felt like both of them, I got a lot of things off my chest um, and I probably haven't spoken about those out loud. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, I think from from those two, there's been some good conversations with people as well. And I think that that's like resonated with a few people and maybe made them think about themselves and how they perceive friendships or how they like have taken their culture and identity for granted. Um, so I thought that was interesting. 
Uh, I thought they were my favourite ones in terms of doing them. Um, I think in terms of other episodes that there were there were a few things that I learned from lots. I think all, every episode I've learned something different. But the ones that st- stand out is that um, it's probably when uh, Mikhail mentioned about the third culture kid when he messaged me after and said that, do you consider yourself to be a third culture kid? And I never, never up to that point until he asked me. I don't think I was. And then he sent me the definition. I was like, actually, by that definition, uh, I probably am. But I think for me, I know, and, and I know he mentioned it in a scale, but I think for me, I never had that conflict of, um, I never had that conflict of which culture I belong to. I always knew it's British culture. It was just I've never accepted it. It's a different thing. Where I think for my for my own understanding of third culture kid is maybe they don't know which culture they belong to and they're exploring lots of different ones. Um, so yeah. Do you do you reckon that was like your your pause moment in the sense of like that was the time when you thought about oh I hadn't thought about it in that way because I feel like. And you mentioned this in the um, race episode with Evan um, that you kind of had a pause moment when I when I questioned you about racism, and that was like maybe your first pause moment where you hadn't actually reflected on your own experiences. And then Nikhil talking about it with the third culture kid that that's maybe like your second pause moment. Um, I don't I don't think it, that that particular thing was a pause moment because I, I laid everything out there. I think all that all that is doing is basically labeling what I felt. So maybe maybe it is. And to be honest, I'm gonna look more into it because I think uh, Nikhil mentioned that it's, there's a book, and I think I wanna I wanna read it and see what they say and then make my mind up after that. Although it doesn't really matter. It's just putting a name to the feeling. It's just that now, to be honest, after I said that, there's been people who have come out and said, yeah, actually they've they've experienced it. Um, you're right about the the race one was was uh was a definitely a pause moment in the sense that where um i just presumed growing up all my life that any brown or black kid uh faced extreme racism and um mm-hmm. there's a funny thing that one of my friends messaged me after after listening to the podcast uh that episode and he and then he rang me straight away after listening to it and he said um it's because it made me think about the racism that I've experienced, and then now I'm looking back at it. I'm just seeing. I'm just like now seeing all the racism that I've experienced. Yeah. And then he asked me, "Have you experienced racism?" And I was like, "You just listened to my episode." He's like, "Yeah, of course I did." But I said, "So did you not hear about the bit when I was in school?" He goes, "That's not racism." He goes, that, "That's basically what we all went through as kids, and that's just kids being mean." And yeah, that made me. That I said to him, "That that is actually blatant racism," and the racism that he was referring to that he kept reflecting back on was systemic racism. So he was he's starting to remember stuff that people said to him in work or decisions being made like in yeah. very funny ways. Um, so it, that was interesting to me to think that he didn't even consider that that perception of that being racist, just because, to be honest, like all of us or most of us experienced it. So it just felt, felt pretty normal, which is sad at the same time, but it's also eye-opening in the sense that different perspective, isn't it? I think, yeah, I think it's interesting because um, as, as we educate ourselves more and as um, more and more research is put out there and media and everything, I think there's a lot of things that back 10, 20, 30 years ago, there's a lot of the isms, you know, sexism, you've, uh, you know, you've got things like homophobia, um, you know, racism included in that, classism. There's a lot of things that were said which were part of language and people were saying it without there being any kind of backlash. And some people have a real issue with that. You know, those people that now watch um, comedy shows that were produced maybe 20, 30 years ago, they, they want that to still be allowed. And then other people are obviously totally against it. And it's as we evolve, we've, we've got to get better. And that language now is, is just not acceptable. It wasn't back then either, but it, it happened more and more. And that's you know, how things have to progress. And I think if you're not, then obviously you need to be left, left back as it were. You know? um, but it, it is interesting. And, and I reckon there would probably be more cases of other comments that people just accepted. You know, kind of making comments about disability, making comments about, you know, anything that was that, again, like you said, puts people in a category. People love to kind of then identify that category and use it 
maybe against you in a negative way. Um, you know, it's interesting. There's, there's more to be spoken about for sure about categories. Um, and actually, I recently heard like a funny comedy sketch about, you know, how the different types of categories that we give everybody now, the same when it comes down to gender, gender types, race, um, sexuality, there are so many different things that, you know, with people want to be identified as, which has positives and negatives as well. So, yeah, interesting. There was um, other, other episodes as well um, that I thought I'd mention. I was quite surprised uh, with our episode with Cliff about happiness and how much of it was, to, um, how much money was mentioned in that episode. Um, so it kind of made me think, well, I thought most people were more like all about the balance, you know? Um, so it kind of makes me want to find out more about what other people think about their happiness. If money is such a big issue or is something that they think about. I mean, for me, I always think as money is like a little bit of comfort. I think it's a, it's convenience and it gives you a little bit of comfort. But I know that if if I want more money, I know I have to work hard and that's going to affect my work-life balance or whatever balance you want to call it. So, yeah, that was, that was very interesting. And, and I think um, the other one was um, speaking to Hope about friendships and mm -hmm. uh, realizing actually how her friendships have evolved. And something that I spoke to Pearl about after the episode was, and, and this is something that I've never considered, but maybe that's, this is where I'm going wrong is that, or I'm not, I'm, I'm not adapted to it is friendships. Like I think a lot of people now consider friendships what, of what is on social media, meaning that I can post something on social media and someone else can comment on it like a friend. And yeah. then they can send the odd message in the in in a in a DM or whatever, and that is enough for most people as a friendship, and they still keep yeah. call each other friends. Um, and I think that's where friendships has kind of evolved to. I think many people would say that's where their friendships are like. So when yeah. I would speak to Pearl, and we, when we always say, "Oh, do you think we'll we'll stay in touch with that person once we leave?" and we were saying that oh, I don't think that person will do video calls, but they'll probably like comment on stuff on on Facebook yeah. or, or Instagram. And then that's when it clicked. I was like, maybe that's what it is. And to be honest, like I, I didn't. That's uh, maybe that's my problem is that I don't want my friendships to be that. And I think that's what I've been fighting against for such a long time. And I've definitely yeah. taken a step back and kind of accepted those friendships that are gonna be uh, social media type of friendships where people don't really want to get in touch, but they'll comment and and see things and say things and stuff like that, which is fine. As I think it's fine if everyone is okay with that, you know. Um, so that after that conversation, I went back on Facebook after not being on it for years. And um, yeah, and I started messaging people and commenting on things. And it was nice to like um, just catch up with them, really. And then even there was, on Eid, I, I posted a picture of me and my family and I've not been on it for ages. So most of my people, most of my friends on Facebook didn't know I had kids. Um, so that was like an eye opener as well, thinking, man, I've been so against it that I've kind of yeah. like neglected that side of it. So it's kind of interesting as well. I think I think the point you make there is evolving with technology because I sometimes see when when somebody posts a story on Instagram, I will I will often like like it or comment or share an emotion, one of the emoji type things. And that will might that might spark a conversation. Well, that to me is no different than me reaching out with a WhatsApp. And if anything, it, it, um, it's just a bit of a, a prod to be like, hey, you've got friends out there. And it just reminds me because I, I can't, I don't really text that many people apart from the people that are like in my immediate like kind of thought. And those are often the people that I'm just around at the time. Mm. So I, I really appreciate sometimes things like Facebook and and Instagram that will kind of just just flash things up at me from people who are elsewhere in the world. And that just gives me an opportunity to either remind me to give them a call or just to start a conversation on um, like Instagram or, or Facebook. Yeah. And for me, that, that, that is enough for me. And those friends that um, are more serious, I will find time to give them a call. Um, but I also know those really good friends of mine are also always there. I think for me, my favorite episodes, you know, I really enjoyed the one talking with Aoife about religion um, because I think for me, 
Um, that's something that I'm still kind of processing in my head. But it's quite nice to kind of hear her thoughts on Catholicism and Christianity. And it was then nice to hear your views on, um, on Islam and, and just like what being a Muslim means to you. Um, and it just kind of made me think, even during the podcast, my views and opinions were being changed somewhat. And just, you know, I'm, I'm happy to kind of listen. And I'm happy to talk. And I had a really nice, like, kind of dialogue with my dad about it as well, um, about how, you know, as parents, you, you bring your kids up in a way that you perceive as the right way. And when they're old enough to make a suitable decision, then you allow them to make that suitable decision. You can't say like a baby has a decision to be baptized or not. Some may argue, okay, wait until they're old enough to make a decision. But I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been able to make a decision up until 13 or 14, maybe. You know, I just went to church because I had friends there and I enjoyed it. And it was what my family did. And that's the decision you make. I I I agree with as a parent um, and you make it with the best intentions. So yeah, I really liked that one. Um, I like, I, to be honest, I, I really enjoyed all of them. I love the culture and identity because I think it, I really appreciate just kind of listening. And, uh, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to input loads um, of like a personal experience that anybody will care about. But I think it's important to give that platform over and just listen. And that's the same with the race one. And um, yeah, similar to you, I really enjoyed the friendships. I really enjoyed the, the happiness one with Cliff um, and just kind of talking it through. And I think for me, my pause moment sometimes was actually kind of seeing you and a couple other people kind of like have their view changed. You know, I, I really appreciated seeing your... I feel like there was weight off your shoulders when we were talking to Hope about friendships and third culture kids and your concerns of being bringing up your girls as third culture kids. So for me, it was really nice seeing you in that kind of position where you were really happy. And, and I think finally, I think one of my favourites was then kind of speaking to Pearl and more so because I was just so proud of her for speaking out on topics which are just like not spoken about. And, um, and I've, had, I've had a couple of people reach out and say, oh, Pearl was really brave to say that um, and talk about it. But I know there'll be more positive things coming from that. So, um, yeah, really good. Yeah, I suppose you put me on pressure now. I'm going to say something good about my wife. But I was going to say something that, yeah, I think um, I, when I was editing that episode and listening back to it on, on the Monday when it came out, I, I was actually, and I said to Pearl, I was really proud of her because there was there was an idea in my head of the stuff that I wanted her to say. It had to be it had to be her that said it. Yeah. Obviously, it was very organic, our conversation. It's not like it was scripted in any sense in that way, but... She she nailed I think she nailed it the way she she came across um, mm-hmm. she said she said everything that she needed to say um, and it definitely I hope uh, I think that was the one that was the most vulnerable and I think that was the one that had the would have the most impact because they are very very taboo subjects um, and obviously it's only for a certain crowd or, or for mothers or fathers but yeah I think she did it she did an amazing job on that yeah cool. Do you, want to, do you want to speak about what some of our plans are then for? Yeah, I mean, the next? For, for, our, for our avid listeners, you know, we've got some good news. Um, we're going to continue. So we finished season one. We, I mean, we only planned 10 episodes. And my own personal selfishness was only just to get through lockdown. And to be honest, like, we, I think we got up to episode eight. And then we went back into work and the last two, three episodes have been quite difficult uh, to get recorded and get edited because we've been in work and ha- having to manage that and then the family life and stuff. But to be honest, uh, me and Joe have sat down together and we've come up with at least another 10 episodes to get season two running. Um, and there's definitely plans for season three. Um, and I think we, we've got enough now. to We've got the ball rolling, got momentum going. We've got had some good feedback. Um, and we're definitely yeah. We, what we're going to do is we're going to take a few weeks off, um, and then we will come up with the next ten episodes. Um, 
around about start of October, hopefully, around first or second week of October, which will take us nicely into Christmas. Um, yeah, so watch out. Anything you want to say, Joe? <laughs> Just watch this space. No, I really enjoy having the conversations and um irrelevant of i think of like however many people listen i just think it's it is nice to have the conversations and it's a good platform to use and, and why not so yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i look forward to um our next episode and next season so thanks very much match yeah thanks joe hey guys thanks for listening if you like it please subscribe and share it with anybody who might enjoy it you can now email us also. Email us at youchattoomuchpodcast at gmail.com. Do get in touch with us to let us know what you think of the episode or the podcast, what you enjoyed, what you would like us to explore more on, and also some new topics we could discuss. You never know, you could be on the podcast soon. Bye.